Awesome. Hey, um, now that you're relaxed, we'll, we will say a prayer and then we'll get into it, if that's all right. So Father, we, um, we just thank you for this morning, God, that we are here in this place together, Lord. I thank you for the time to just fellowship, uh, God, to be able to come around your word, to, to just seek you, God, and you to also speak to us, God. And this morning we ask that you would challenge us by your word, um, just and whatever you're wanting to do in our lives, Lord, I thank you that you are ever-present. You are a God who is here right now in this place, Lord, and you want to do works in our life. You want to take us further in you, God, and you want to take us further in the plans that you have for us. And so this morning, yeah, we just ask that, God, that you would just touch whatever is spoken, that it would be about you this morning in this place. In your awesome name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, so this morning, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about relationships. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know it all about relationships, and I hope you guys don't pretend you know it all about relationships either. But uh, I, I was thinking about the concept of it for this morning, and I was thinking, man, I had it good in youth. Like, for us to talk about relationships in youth, it was pretty simple. Like, I would sit down with someone. Someone would come to me and say, hey, look, look, Steve, I'm, I'm in love, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and I would have one question for them. And straight away, I'd just be like, how old are you? And they would always come back at like 18, and I was like, get out. <laughs> Don't even talk to me. I was like, flip. I was like, you've got so much time in your life to just enjoy and relax. So, so that was a little bit, little bit easy. I wasn't that harsh. It was probably more like 17. I told them to get out. But um, it was much easier to deal with relationships. But anyway, this morning, I want to look into the inner man and the inner woman. Don't worry, I'm not soppy. I don't get into that kind of stuff. Not my personality at all. But I want to kind of just grasp something this morning, and I hope you guys grasp it too. And I think it's, it's a good thought pattern and a good challenge for us in, in how we relate with God and what He's got for us in our walk and in our journey. And the other day I was really challenged by this whole thought pattern is we had our first night uh, without the two boys in over a year last month. And you guys are supposed to go, oh, poor Steve. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, hard enough. <laughs> uh, it's the second time in three years, and we're getting a bit more sympathy. Anyway, hey, I still had we still had the we had the little girl. We still had Shyla. But anyway, we were looking forward to this day. Okay, as you do, we put it in our calendar, and we're like, man, this is our weekend to just enjoy each other as a, as a couple, me and Pro. And we we're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. We set aside the date, and we tried to work out what we're going to do. And we thought, oh, now let's just play it by ear. We'll come to the day, we'll plan it. So it came to the day, and we we're just like, okay, we've got the whole day to ourselves, but we've still got one kid. And we were like, right, let's, maybe we should go to lunch. And we're like, oh, nah, nah, actually, we'll just, we'll just, we can't be bothered going out. And then we came to dinner, and like, let's go for dinner. Let's have a nice date together and do something nice. And we're just like, nah, <laughs> let's not do anything. And, um, and it came to like 8.30, and we we're just like, should we go to bed? And we're like, yeah, good night. <laughs> and it was done. And, um, and so, so here I am, it's a little bit of a think, and I was like, I had to re- readdress, I was like, oh man, is this my marriage okay? Like, I was like, as, as a person who likes to do everything right in life and tries to put the, the outward appearance right, I was like, that was a pretty lame date. Like, if, if you get it, if you know anything, and so I had to kind of reassess it, and I was looking at it going, man, I better check this, that everything's okay, and mentally, and I was thinking, but I thought about it more, and I was like, hold on, it's okay. 
because I was thinking me and my wife actually connect quite a bit. Like we're a bit, I'm a chit-chatter. We sit down most nights after work and everything. And by the time the kids are going to bed, we've got like five minutes. And we're like, right, let's just talk. And we, we always talk and we just talk about life and stuff. And so we were actually connecting on a heart level. We may not have this time had the outside perfect with our perfect little day and all these kind of things. But I'm glad that we are still connecting on a heart level. And we're surviving through it, okay, through this time of life with busyness with kids. But in the same way, it got me thinking about, hey, how are we with God? How's our relationship with God? And I've chucked up a, a picture there, and it's Jehovah Shammah, the God who is always there. See, in life, we can take it for granted sometimes when something or someone is always there. We go through motions without realizing it that, hey, they are there. But sometimes we need to readdress and recheck and make sure that we're not missing what the whole point was. You see, when it comes to God, I love the fact that He's always there, but there's so much more than Him just being there. The God who is ever present, the God who is wherever we need Him, He is amongst all that we do. But God wants so much more than just to be there. Now, this morning I was thinking, oh, I don't want to, I'm a good guy. I don't want to leave anyone out, all right? So I thought, how could I help people that are single here? Because it's kind of relating to relationships and all this lovey-dovey stuff. So I thought, oh, I will just give you guys a quick tip before I start getting into all the serious stuff this morning on how to get a partner. If you're single here this morning, and I actually... Okay, because there are some people, we don't want to leave people out in church, okay, we're here to gather together as a family. So, I, being the person I am, I was a good sort, I don't know how to get a partner and all that kind of stuff, so I googled it for you guys, okay, and this, I've, I'm not into jokes, okay, I don't like jokes at the start of a sermon, but I thought this was actually quite interesting, okay, so I typed in on Google, so Google's going to help you guys here if you are single, this is some pickup lines for Christians in church, okay? I don't know why you're laughing, because it can, can be a bit helpful. But one of the options that they produced for me was, you need to go and find someone who, first things first, make sure they look, or make sure you think they're older than 22, okay? You better make sure they're older than 22. And then when you go up to them, you say, hey, look, just to let you know, you look like you're 22, and by this stage, most Christians have been married for four years. So, hey, why don't you just settle for me? Okay? That's a, that will help. And the next one, which goes against every policy in church, okay, is you go up to them and ask them if they need prayer. All right? And you just say, just subtly, just say, hey, because I'm, I'm definitely willing to lay my hands on you. All right? That... <laughs> That's so wrong, eh? I admit it. <laughs> but here we go. We're going to switch to now for all the ones that are in relationships a bit more serious. Let's get into it, okay? Listen to this. Life is wasted if we do not grasp the glory of the cross. Cherish it for the treasure that it is and cleave to it as the highest price of every pleasure and the deepest comfort in every pain. What was once foolishness to us, a crucified God, must become our wisdom and our power and our only boast in this world. You see, what makes a great relationship? 
I love the fact that everyone, in a sense, knows how to have a good relationship. We know it mentally. But the question is, are we actually doing it and outworking it? You see, we need to make sure, above all else, that we're not neglecting the inner man or the inner woman when it comes to the heart of a relationship between each other and God. Are we healthy not only on the outside, but in the inside? When Jesus spoke to the church of Ephesus, he, he, he jumped straight into this, this whole cliche, and he's just like, hey, there's something that's going on on the inside of this ministry, and I want to just address it. And this is where he comes to it. He says, in Revelations 2, if you guys have got your Bibles, you can jump to it. And, and this, this, is a, this is an important little point, is that it's a message from the Lord to a messenger for the church. And here he wants to deal with the heart issue of what is going on with these guys. And he says this in verse 2. He says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name, and have not grown weary. Jesus is very smart in the way he approaches this. And straight away, he starts to affirm them of the good stuff they're doing. He's like, hey, you guys, you guys look amazing. We as Christians can be looking so good sometimes in the way that we do everything. And he's like, as a church, you guys are doing everything well. You look so good. And he's affirming them for their things that they are doing. And in a sense, you could be like, hey, they've got everything going right for them on the outside. Now, there's some, you say there's no tips in the Bible about relationships. There's some tips in this, okay? And I'm going to just hand them over to you. You can come up with it if you want to take it. You can take it. Now, my theology may be a little bit off with this, okay? But we'll go with it. Okay. See, here's the thing is that he is just about to address something that he thinks is wrong with their relationship and the way they're doing stuff. And so he's going to just drop a little bit of a bombshell on these guys and say, hey, there is actually an issue. You guys are doing something so well. You're doing all these things amazingly. And first he affirms them. Great tip for marriages. Affirm the person before you start to pull out their faults, okay? So you affirm the person first, tell them all the good stuff. And then Jesus comes into this next part. And he is really smart, and we don't give him credit for this. But in this passage, you notice that it's a letter. Firstly, it's a letter, and it's sent to a messenger. If you want to tell your partner their faults, you don't go into a room with them and go, hey, look, this is what's wrong, okay? Jesus is smart. He gives it as a letter, and then he gets a messenger to deliver it, because you don't want to deliver their faults <laughs> and then be standing in the room with them, okay? So I actually say there is some great tips for marriage in here. And so anyway, he's just like, I'll hand it to the messenger. He can deal with it. All right, so the messenger is going to bring this next bombshell to these people. Send a text. <laughs> let it simmer for a couple of days. Jesus is not there. He's just like, I'm holding back. I'll let you guys deal with it until you've kind of come to the conclusion. But then he goes on and says, hey, as much as you guys have been doing everything right on the outside, hey, I just want to address something with you guys as a church. He says, yet I hold this against you. And always remember that Jesus is always out of love and what he's ministering and wanting to, to correct in our lives is always out of love. See, nothing that he does is never going to benefit ourselves. He always wants the best for every person here. And so when he's addressing something, he's doing it for our good. 
And so he addresses this, and she, he says, yet I hold this against you. There is something that you need to address. And he says, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Everything's looking good, but you have forgotten the true love of it. Consider how far you have fallen. Just think back. Remember what it was like when you were so in love, and out of that love you served in love. He's like, come on, I want you to go back. Don't just go through religion and do things for the sake of doing things because that's what it's supposed to look like as a church or as a people or Christians. He's like, remember what it was actually about. It's about the love. He says, repent and do these things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from this place. You see, you have forsaken what it was all about. You have not nurtured the greatest part, which was your relationship with me. For this is what I want from you more than anything else. Remember what it was like in the beginning. I always think back to people that are in the early stages of marriage, hopefully their last stages of marriage too, but they, they are so in love that it doesn't matter what's going on around them. If you ever think back, it's like people will come to you and go, oh, but you've got no money. And you're just like, I don't care as long as I've got this person. And it's amazing when you are in love with someone that everything else that is around you just seems like it doesn't matter. You don't care anymore about anything else. You just care that you have this person in your life above all else. And God's like, this is what it needs to be like. This is what I want you to realize. If you're going to lay your life into my hands, you've got to realize that this is how it is in a sense that you are in love with me. You realize how much I love you. Therefore, you are just like, actually, these issues or these things that are going on around me, they don't matter so much as what I actually thought because all I have is you. And this is what I actually need. So Jesus is like, you need, to con- you need this connection or you will live out of religion and not true love. The correction was to remember the heights of their former love and return to their previous ways of doing things. It was time for love to be at the center of the church above all else. And the New King James, it says there, it says that they left their first love. Now, there's, a, there's an interesting distinction between the word left and lost, and it's important that you, you look into this in the sense that they left their first love, that they didn't lose their first love. For if you had lost your first love, you would not know where to find it. But to lose something, you, you don't know where it is. But if you've left something, you know where to find it. Or you have made, without realizing it, you have gone to a place where you have managed to walk away from that love. Or you think you have. And there's an important distinction between that. And I want to say this morning that if you are feeling in that place where maybe you have left your first love, it is not lost. It is always there. Maybe you just need to start to walk back a few steps and find it again. It hasn't been lost but maybe through life and journeying, you may have just left it through priorities in other places or other things. So the challenge to the church is what's going on inside? Because if we have left the love, then we've missed the point of all this. I want to jump to Paul now and, and just set a little bit of a picture firstly. There's two things. I want to look at the prayer that he, he, he prays for the believers. But firstly, before that, I want to just set a platform of who Paul is in the sense of 
how he is so in love with God. And here's a man that I believe has got the inner, inner love going right and in the right places. And in Philippians 3, verse 8, so as he's, as he's writing, you've got to remember he is in prison at this point. So you picture a man who is in prison, and the recipients of the letter were suffering, and they were poor and in need. But it's interesting here, you have a letter being written by a guy in tough circumstances where life is not going very well. I can't say that being in prison is probably the best experience for, his, for him as a person. And so he's going through tough circumstances, but he's writing to a group of other people that are also in difficult circumstances. And he expresses his happiness. Instead of saying, woe is me, I'm so unhappy, he doesn't respond that way at all. Instead, he has this winning attitude to life. He doesn't respond in any negative way, but you can envision him with this massive grin on his face. Like you guys know when people come up to you in life and you see them and they just suddenly got this massive grin on your face and you're like, what's going on? Why the, why the spark in the eye? And you're like, oh no. And, and you're like, oh, have you, have you met someone? And they're like, yes. And you're just like, oh, go away. Come back later. Like, you, you know, like, they're, they're just, like, so excited. Like, everything, the way they're talking about, like, you can tell when someone's fallen in love or something. And, like, for, not, not that we are like this, but sometimes we're just like those that have been around for a little while, like, oh, come back in a year, talk to me then when everything's normal. And you, like, you're a bit over the top at the moment, okay? Just relax. But Paul, in a sense, is like, he's like this. He's like, He's like that kid, and he's just like, man, nothing is as wonderful, and I want you to picture him in jail here, and he's just like, nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He's grasped what it is to be in love. He's just like, man, nothing is as wonderful as this. I have given up everything. I have lost everything, and I count it all as garbage all I want is Christ. Here is a man who has got the inner sorted. He is a man who is in love with Jesus. And therefore, in a sense, he sees his surroundings and his downfalls and his pits around him as not so greater issues, but rather that he's got Jesus with him and that that is all he needs. In Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21, skip to that. Thank you, Ron. You do a good job out there. This is a, a prayer for the Ephesians. And Paul is, in this passage, he's crying out for these people. So he's just praying for these people. And he's like, I want God to reveal his love to you. If I can pray for one thing that you guys need, it's that you have the love of God. And this is all you need. The rest will begin to flow out of this if you can grasp this inner love that I'm talking about. He starts off in verse 14. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. It's a big deal in those days. And he kneels before the Father and begins to pray, From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He says this, I pray. That out of his glorious riches, 
he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. He's like, man, I want to see something change on the inside of you so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Paul's just like, man, I want this for you guys. I want you to grasp this love. You see, and he's actually praying in this passage, he's like, I want the Holy Spirit to address this in your lives. Normally when you think about the Holy Spirit, you think about more so power to, to, to achieve stuff or power to like prophesy, power for miracles, um, just power to do stuff. But in this passage, he's like praying, hey, I actually want the Holy Spirit in your lives to bring power and strength so that you may understand the love of God. You see, it says there in the last passage, it says, and to know his love that surpasses knowledge. He's like, man, I want the Holy Spirit to empower you to grasp how amazing and deep and how wide and how long and high this love is that will change your life if you can grasp it and get it. See, I can relate to Paul when he's saying, hey, sometimes we can't understand this love. You guys are saying, I'll go the opposite way. Woman, you can't understand your husbands, eh? You, or you can? Because I was going to say that, guys, we can't understand our, partner, our, our wives, but yeah. So there's, a, there's this thing here. Sometimes we just can't understand what's going on. And for this passage, Paul's like, hey, we need the Holy Spirit to actually grasp how great this love is that has been given to us and he's like hey we need to deal with the inner heart there is where the rest will flow if we can find this true love and live in it and dwell in it so that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God so you can have it all right on the outside as a Christian you can have it all right on the outside in a relationship. But unless we deal with the inner man or the inner woman, we're going to miss the heartbeat of what it was all about. So you need to understand how great is his love for us so you can be filled with the fullness of God so that all that we do comes from love. Our good deeds, our works, not from religion, but from a love that comes from a father. We're not called to have a shallow relationship and everything that we do in life and the people we connect with, we're never called for it to just be shallow, but it's called to have depth and same with our walk with Jesus. So that, when he's praying, Paul's like, so that Christ may dwell in their hearts because I would think this is what is important. He's like, man, this is what you guys need above all else rooted and grounded in love, so you may know his love and be full. You see, it's hard to sometimes understand who loves you. But sometimes 
I want to kind of just try to explain it, but it's hard to, is that you are loved by God, the creator of the universe. But yet he has chosen every individual here to love them in such a crazy way. And how much does he love us? Sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, we know he loves us. But it's kind of like, how much? The creator of the universe loves each of us. And as a father, he was willing to allow his son to die for us. There's a glimpse of how much. There's some crazy love in that passage right there. For someone to allow their son to die for us. It's hard to understand, but there's something crazy about it. And Paul is just like, man, I want you to grasp this because it could change everything. See, I can introduce you guys and tell you all about God and how much he loves you and all this kind of stuff. But you never will you truly understand it unless you actually search for it and unless you allow the Holy Spirit within you to find him. See, I could introduce, not me, because I don't do this kind of stuff, but Rosie Boom, she was here, she would. If you were single and I was to introduce you to the other person, it's not like you guys are just, bang, you're so in love. You know just the innermost beings of everything. But you will probably have to go away. You'll probably have to go on a few dates, spend some time, nurture each other, get to know the inner being before you truly know the love of each other. You see, nothing will happen unless you pursue it. It has never been lost. You've just maybe left it. If you're finding yourself in a place this morning where you don't truly feel and understand the love of God. And Paul's like, this is my prayer. I want to see it in your lives, above all else, by his spirit, that you would seek out his love. He realizes the importance of looking after the inner man as the outer will flow from the heart. In John 15 verse 9, just as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Just as God has loved his son, Jesus has loved us in the same way as a father loves, so he also loves us. Those of you that are fathers will know there's some crazy love when it comes to being a dad and what you have for your kids. And in the same way, it's like, man, as the fathers love me, I love you the same. I love you like a child or a son. And it carries on and says, so remain in this. I want to ask if the, if the music team could come up this morning. And the last passage in Ephesians, which I haven't yet touched on, in Paul's prayer, he goes on to say this. In verse 20, he says this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So he's just been praying 
for the heart to be touched by the Holy Spirit, that they would understand his love. And then he carries on and says, Now to him who is able to do immensely, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. He's like, man, this is a God who will take care of you. See, one of the things about love is that when you learn to love someone in a crazy way, you learn to lay your life down and trust them. And Jesus is, or Paul in this passage is like, this is who he is. You can trust him. Allow him to love you from the inner. See, if you are here this morning and, and you may be struggling to, to lay down your life, and I'll, I'll be honest, there's periods of my life and there's also, there's times, that there probably still will be times in my life where I'm going to struggle to surrender everything to God. It's part of my nature is to hold things on and to, to understand and try to do things in my own strength. It's just part of who we are. And it's just saying, hey, if you can grasp how much He loves you, then this is where surrendering becomes a whole lot easier. For when you realize how much someone loves you, then you're willing to maybe lay things down in a greater way and say, yeah, God, actually, I'm going to trust you. When my situation is just rubbish, things around me are just falling apart, it's like, hold on. How much do you love me, God? Wow. Okay. Stop. I'm going to learn to slow down and rest in who you are and not try and just keep forcing things and making things happen out of works. But sometimes I need to just slow down and go, yeah, I can surrender because I want to start knowing who you are on the inside and not by just getting everything right on the outside. Trust me, this is who I am. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Jehovah Shama, God is there. It's a beautiful picture to know that God is, is here. That God is in everything, through everything. And He is a part of everything. And my question this morning for you guys here is if He is the God that is in everything and through everything, do we or are we taking that for granted? Or are we pursuing the inner man, the inner woman to say, hey God, I want to connect with you on a real relationship base. Yes, you're there. You do life with me. You're always there. But I understand that I actually need more than just knowing that you're there. We need the inner heart to be touched by God. We need it through His Holy Spirit to reveal how much He loves. You see, when you have this love Things so sometimes these outer things that we're constantly battling with and dealing with in every instance of our life, and we're constantly working through to try to get right. Sometimes it can actually just be a heart issue. That when the heart is touched, and when we fully just understand and sit in His love, some of these issues that we have seem to just go. When you truly are in love, 
with someone, you can see through their faults just like that. You don't even care about anything. People might be coming to you go, oh, but they've got this issue or they've got this. You're just like, never seen it, never will see it. This is amazing. And in a way, God is wanting that for us in life. He's wanting us to be able to just slow down in who He is and go, this is the love, these situations, these things that I'm so stressed about. It's like, hold on, it's okay. I've got my God. I've got what really matters. And this is what I need. That you may be strengthened with the power through His Holy Spirit so that Christ may dwell in your heart, so you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep is the love of Christ and know that you may know this love that goes beyond all understanding or knowledge. This morning, I, I, as I said, I can't show you this love. Wish I could. I could talk to you about it. But I leave it with you guys to seek out God. Don't take it for granted that He's always there, but that it's about a relationship, that He is so into the inner you. And He wants to connect on more than just the fact that He's there beside you. And this morning, we're going we're gonna to just sing. And we're going to just, we're going to have time for us just to soak and just spend time in His presence this morning and allow that Holy Spirit, if you are just saying, yeah, I actually, I need a little bit more, man, I need some more knowing of His knowledge of His love, then, then we just pray this morning that by His Holy Spirit that you would understand how great His love is for you. As the music team just begins to, to play the song, I'll hand it to Isaac. Now, I want to open up the front as well if you want prayer this morning. You may not even want prayer. You may just want to just come up and just kneel and just say, God, I want to reconnect. Something's just not right there at the moment. I need that connection. I need to get the inner me sorted. I'm too busy focusing and getting everything right on the outside. And this morning, I just need the inner heart to be touched by you. If we could all just stand where you are. And as I said before, no one has ever lost it. You may have just left it. You know where to go to get it again. You need to start walking back towards Jesus Christ in this place. So Father, we thank you for every person in this place. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is bringing power to encourage and to help us understand your crazy love for us. And God, if there are people here in this place this morning, they, they may have just got content with who you are and what you are that this morning God I ask that they would just by your spirit just be able to sense your crazy love for them again and be like man I want to connect with that yeah I, I look good on the outside I'm doing everything great I'm doing everything right but man I, I want the I want the connection where I'm willing to just be like I want to give up everything to walk for you I'm willing to lay down my life because that will only ever happen when we understand this crazy love. If you are feeling that this morning, I just want to ask, there's no pressure, but just 
If you feel like it, just start coming out of your seats and just come up to the front and say, yeah, God, I need to reconnect with you this morning. If you felt like maybe you've lost that connection in this place, there with no one else looking around, just in your own space, just begin to come and say, yeah, God, I want to connect with you right now. I want this crazy love back that I may have forsaken and just got distracted with. That Paul's praying because he says, hey, this is what you guys need. This is it. And there may be others of you here and you've never been introduced to this crazy love or this God that we're talking about. And if just everyone with their eyes closed, I'm just going to ask if you you would like to be introduced to this, this God who loves you like his own son. Then I want to ask if you're in that place, if you just want to just give me a wave this morning and say, yeah, I, I want to be introduced to him. If you're in that place this morning, is there anyone here? As I just look around. See, we can introduce you, but the next challenge is up to you. Go for God. You guys all know how to live a perfect relationship in the head. We all know that. You gotta spend time with them. You gotta put effort in. And can I encourage you this morning? Put time into the inner you with God. Put time into your relationship. Put time into getting those moments away from everything else where you just stop and be still with Him. Because this is where you will connect. We know it. So let's do it. As we sing this song, you know this place is open. If you want prayer this morning, just come forward. I'll hand over to Isaiah.